0: You know, I kicked this series off, and it's more than a series to me. This, 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 this word that we started with dropping your nets, but it's really moved into saved and called. And that when we realize that most Christians live a saved life, but not a called life, most Christians, you know, live a devout life, but a limited life. My goal over the next 30 minutes or so is to begin to remove limits and barriers from your thinking from your belief system, even from within you or things happening around you or outside you that would rob you, not just of the Father's love, but of the Father's plan, of the Father's purpose, of the Father's calling on your life. You see, the key about destiny and the key about purpose is this. First of all, your destiny, your purpose, the plan that God has for your life, the calling on your life, is not something you can produce it's something you discover. It's not something you can make or create. It's something you fulfill. You see, the Bible tells us in Second Timothy two nine, which is a hallmark scripture of this house, and a lot of times you'll hear me up here talk about various scriptures. You go, man, he hit that again. Yeah, I've heard that one way. I've heard it another way, and da-da-da-da-da-da, but... What I love about this, what I've been teaching you over recent weeks, and what I'm teaching you now, gives you some foundational principles behind why you hear me quote 2 Timothy 2 9, why you hear me quote 1 Peter 2 9, why you hear me quote Romans 12 2 a lot, or Hebrews 11 1 or Hebrews 11.3, 3, whatever it might be, or Genesis 1 26 through 20, whatever it might be. Because until you understand these scriptures and where they came from and why they're here, you'll never truly understand why you're here and where you came from. You can be devout, but limited. Look at your neighbor and say, take the limits off. See, when I say take the limits off, most believers don't understand you have the authority to take the limits off. Most believers don't understand that we have the God-given kingdom authority and kingdom right to take the limits off. We've done a pretty good job of understanding grace, that God loves you just the way you are, not the way you should be, but we've done poorly on understanding justice and mercy. And justice means that we will face God. The Bible says when you take your last breath to be absent from this body is to be present in front of your Lord. You will face God face to face at the white throne of judgment. And when you face God at the white throne of judgment, it's not going to be, oh, did you just offend the cab cab driver? Or, oh, are you still offended at your wife? You've been offended at her for 40 years. You know, no, 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 no. It'll be how well you performed and fulfilled the purpose that I put you on this earth for. How well you did with the plan that God had for your life. How did you discover it? Did you seek him? Did you fulfill it? Because God doesn't make junk, God makes jewels. God doesn't, you know, make uh, havoc, God makes plans. And you're part of his plan. And before you leave here today, you're going to know like, like, like never before that you're part of God's eternal plan. Second Timothy 1.9, the scripture we kicked us off with, and the scripture I'm sharing with you to begin with is this. "Who, Whom he has Saved, who has saved us, and conjunction, not or, called us. Saved is talking about sozo, salvation, completeness, preservation, all those good things. Who has saved us. We understand that part, a lot of us do, but we don't understand the called. Called in the Greek language, kaleo, means to be legally summoned. Whom God saved, he legally summons. You say, well, how do you put a word like legality with calling? Because you've got to understand you are part of the justice system of God in this planet, that Earth is your jurisdiction. He told you in Genesis 1:26, and even though the first Adam fell, that doesn't take us off the hook because we had the second Adam Jesus come, right? And he told us that, I've created man in my own image in our own likeness, have we created them both male and female? and put them in dominion of the earth, the fish, the fowl of the sea, and everything that crawls on the earth. Why? We have created them what so they can go subdue, so that they can go take over, so that they can go conquer, that they can go spread the kingdom. You're not here to stand still. You're not here to hold ground. You're here to stand up for Jesus. You're here to stand out for Jesus. You're here for his mission. You're here for his plan. You're here for his purpose, whom he saved and called, not according to our own works, not according to our own gifts and plans and designs for ourselves, but according to his own OWN, first-person purpose, prothesis in the Greek language, purpose. Pro means before. Before in a before place, before location, or before time. Thesis means design or deliberate design. Whom he saved and called not according to your own works, but with a holy, hagios, which is the same word as sanctified in the Greek, separated from an evil use for a God use. Whom he saved and called not according to your own purpose, prothesis, before location, a deliberate design god knew you the bible said before time began prothesis who saved and called you before in a previous location and deliberately designed you you've been saved and called what according to his purpose and grace oh well grace is just a sweet little gift we get no grace is jesus you know, we say saved by grace through faith. Is what the word says. Well, who is grace? Look at me in Romans five. I just have to give you this real quick. Look at me in Romans five. What it says. Romans five seventeen it says, "I want you to get more than myth. A myth. Grace is a myth out there. Grace is just ooh. I just I'm grace." To say I'm gracious to say, man, I, I got Jesus. I am Jesus. He lives in me. He walks in me. He lives in me. The people that did the thing years ago, what would Jesus do? They got it right. That's what it is about. What would Jesus do? Look what Romans 5, 17 says. For if by the trespass of one man, death reigned. That word reign basilios, means to rule, to be royalty, to be in charge. Through that one man. Talking about Adam, right? Much more, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in this life through the one man, Jesus Christ? You see, the law was given, the law was given by Moses. God gave it to Moses. Moses went on Mount Sinai and he brought it. He gave it. The law is a tutor. It's a trainer. It's your your, your training wheels. It's, the law was given to show so we can see that we can't live without grace, that we can't live without God, that as much as we work and try to do it with our own calling, gifts, and purpose, we'll never fulfill God's plan for our life without grace grace that it without grace you cannot reign sin reigns and death reigns but he said when you come to him in and his grace in Jesus Christ what happens you will basilios in this life you will reign you will rule you will be royalty in this life a lot of people think well does that mean I own a territory does that mean I'm uh, debt free does that mean I'm well what good is it to win the whole world and lose your family no it means that you need to be exactly what God told you to be and use everything that you are in him for him on his purpose not for your purpose you see he had a plan and you and I are part of his plan he saved us and called us look what it said there in second Timothy 1 9 whom he saved and called in Christ and grace what before time began that word time carol seasonal time ages before Ages began, before the sun was, the solar system was, before the earth, the dirt was, before the oceans, the water was, before the oxygen you believed, before anything was, anything began, anything was even thought of, God thought of you and deliberately designed you and made you and equipped you with a unique DNA. Even our own science tells us there's only one you and there will only ever be one you and never another you. Your DNA is unique. Our scientists have told us it's the pattern like a computer chip that we're designed by. You know where that came from? Before time began. In the mind and the heart of God. And then God spoke. John 1 1 in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word what? Was God. You were not here by happenstance. You were not here to feel good or to feel bad. You're not here to be concerned what's happening to you or around you because greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world. So whatever's happening in me has a greater effect and eternal power than anything that could happen to me or around me because I am not what I feel. I am not what I see. I am not what I hear people say I am. I'm not even who I think I am most times because I'm so much greater than even my infinite mind could let me know because God doesn't make junk. You're greater than your infinite mind can let you know because God doesn't make junk. Oh, okay. Yes, Lord. Hebrews 11.1. See, faith is not past and not future. Faith is now. Now faith is, not was, not could, not come, please, maybe. Now faith is what the substance, the DNA of things hoped for, the what evidence, the firm conviction, the concrete of things not seen. So if I want to tap into who I am and what the plan of God's life is for me and realize that I am saved and called, the conjunction and means together, so I am saved and called. There's no saved or called, if could be almost possibly. I am saved and called. we got to understand what legally summoned by God is. we got to understand what being called by God is because until we understand that, how can we seek him? So let's look at that. Let's look at Hebrews 11.3. Hebrews 11.3. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand the what? Worlds. The word worlds, ages, aeon, some of your translations says universe. It actually, the Greek word there for worlds means ages, both material and non-material. The word worlds there in the Greek language, Aeon or ages, means material and non-material. So it's everything that was, is, or could be. So the worlds, by faith, what? By faith is the DNA, the program chip. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. The... Evidence of things what not seen, but let us now by those things that we don't see, by this DNA that's unseen and unknown to the human mind, we understand that the plural, not singular, worlds were framed. The word frame, the Greek word for frame, means to fit, finish fashion, adjust. We understand that by faith, the worlds were fit, finished, fastened, fashioned and adjusted by the word of God. Oh, you just mean the Bible preacher. Oh, I read the Bible. No, no, you don't understand what the word is. The word, the logos of God, the sum total person and personality of of god the Rama of god the promises and the purpose of god all in one the son of god the one that was there during the plurality when god created man he said we have created man in our own image i have created man in my own imagio reflection mirror in our own likeness have we made them both male and female the word God, Elohim, is the plurality of God or the plural of God. It's more than one God. It's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And then when we see, I'm just it just blows my mind, and we see the plurality of God, the Father, the Son, and Holy Ghost. That's where you get John 1:1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word, the Logos, the Rhema. And then you see the Word of God is the grace of God. And then you see the grace of God is the Jesus God. And we see the Jesus God is the Son of God. And we're saved by Jesus, I mean grace, through faith. See, we try to put it in a neat little box. And we try to divide it out and get our theology right and our doctrine right. But we don't live it. We don't live it. We live like we have no plan. You see, we seek a plan, not purpose. Oh, but I'm a planner. Yeah, but you're not to seek a plan. You make a plan because of the purpose. Because purpose is not something you write down in your day planner. Or your Covey, your Franklin Covey. No, no, no. Or, or, or your notes. Right? A purpose is a prothesis. A purpose is in a previous place you've been designed by an all-seeing, all-knowing God before anything material or non-material existed. And he cared so much, he knew you. The word knew is talking prognisco, so it's talking about pregnancy. It's talking about uh, conception. He conceived you. Before you were, but he made you exactly for your now. You could have been born in any time. You could have been born in any country, any place, any nation. But all those events happen to bring you to now. That's why faith is not past or present, I mean or future, it's now. I'm trying to show you how important you are. But see, when we seek God, okay, preacher, I got this, Melissa. I'm supposed to seek God, right? I'm supposed to seek God. I'm supposed to seek his person. See, when we seek God, we're like, oh, God, 98% of the things we seek God about is us. God, who am I supposed to date? Who am I supposed to marry? Who's supposed to be my friends? What am I supposed to get on that final exam? What's my major supposed to be? God, how many kids am I supposed to have? God, what are my kids going to do when they grow up? Lord, where are we supposed to live? It's me, 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 me. It's not we. It's me. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about mine. It's It's me. It's me. It's me. Oh, but we're seeking God. Well, Lord, what's my guess? Am I supposed to prophesy? Am I supposed to raise the dead? Am I supposed to heal the sick? Yes, that's what the Great Commission said. We're asking God for all these things that either are non-significant to an extent because we're not focusing on what's the most important thing. We're looking for a plan and not a purpose. I got to find out the design. What was I made for? What was Dalton, this unique DNA? Hillbilly as it is and Southern as it is and, and Vanilla as it is. What is this boy made for? Why do I exist? Why do you exist? You exist for Matthew 16. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I did, preacher, remember over here. Oh, Lord, I'm seeking you. Who am I supposed to date? Who am I supposed to marry? When am I supposed to retire? What city are we supposed to live in? Oh, Lord, I'm just, I'm just going to fast. i find out exactly what neighborhood our house is supposed to be in. Maybe God doesn't want you to even have a house. Maybe you don't have time. He's got you doing so much. Maybe a house would tie you down so much you couldn't do anything for him. I don't know. Till I seek him? Not for a plan, but for a purpose. You weren't created for a purpose. You were created on purpose. On his purpose. On his time. On his clock. (laughs) Where was I at before I got on? Anybody remember? Somebody says, well, preacher, maybe you should go on. So he created us for a purpose. And I'm just, oh, Matthew 16. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Look, another and, another conjunction. And his righteousness. You see, righteousness means right standing. It means kingdom position, topos, position of opportunity. It's approval. Righteousness is not just being right. It's being His. Let me help you, preachers. Righteousness is not about being right. It's being His. And when I'm His, then I can stand in the topos of authority I need to stand in. Seek ye first the kingdom number one, one b, and his righteousness. Then it says, and all these things will be added to you. See, we want to get the seek God to get things. We forget the righteousness part because we think the righteousness is about do's and don'ts. No, righteousness is about being in the right position. Because if I'm in the right position, I stand in authority. You see, if I said, uh, you know, somebody go get my, Matt, go, go to my office and, and pick something up on my desk and bring it to me. And he gets in there and he says, well, the door's locked. Even if I give him the permission, if I didn't give him the keys, I didn't give him the authority. Oh, well, let's go there. Let's see. And we'll close with this. Let's go to talk about your righteousness and your authority and who you really are. Let's, let's, let's go to Matthew's gospel. Chapter 16. And let's look at what Jesus said when they were asking him who he is. And they were telling him all these different things. And then he asked Peter. Some people say, why do you repeat? Because you probably didn't get 10% of it. I know with me. I go, wow, okay, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, God. yeah," And then sometimes I just need to remind myself. And... He was saying to the people, who do, who, do, who do people say the Son of Man is? And that some of them gave all their reasons. Then he looked at verse 15, but what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter, Simon Greek language, one who, one who hears, actually Hebrew, Simon, one who hears, son of Bar-Jonah, Bar, it's two words, Bar-Jonah in the Hebrew, Bar means son of. Jonah means dove. How many of you know when the Holy Spirit came on Jesus when he was being baptized and the Father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And it said, the skies opened when he said that. Then the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove came down over him. One who hears my spirit. You see, when you seek the kingdom and you seek God, you can only seek him from your position of righteousness. You have a right to grace. Grace was for every person, but you have a right to choose or not. Once you choose grace, then you're in your topos, your position of authority, to reign, basilios, to rule, to be in dominion. That's what a king dominions is. Kingdom, it's dominion. And he said, one who hears the spirit, Simon Barjona, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You're not flat, you're not your feelings. You're, 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 you're this body, the ashes, to ashes, no no, no, you're not you are a spirit, you possess a soul, you live in a body. Flesh and blood is not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. and I tell you that you are Peter, Petros rock, and pebble, and on this rock I will build my ecclesia, my church. The term ecclesia there means sent, uh, called out one's army of God. But it also means the one who legally have authority in the earth for God. It means the judicial, legislative, governmental people of God. The the judicial, legislative, governmental people of God. The judicial, legislative, governmental people of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's legal kingdom judicial system is working at the same time in heaven and earth because it's as earth. And we have authority right now where we stand to be affecting things in heaven and heaven affects things in earth because in Isaiah chapter six I shared with you last week I think it's verses six through eight Isaiah eavesdropped on God and his counsel and he heard God saying whom shall we send to his counsel in his throne room and Isaiah heard and said here I am Lord send me and God's like where did that come from How did he, who is that? How did he get in here? Before he was ever baptized in the Holy Spirit. Isaiah eavesdropped in the throne room of God. Jesus said, how do you pray? Jesus said, oh, "How it be thy name? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." And then look at this. Here's what he does to us. Then he blows us away. Then he blows us away. Look here what he says. He said, "Yes, Simon Peter, none of this you would have known, right?" Verse 18. And he said, "And I tell you that you are Peter, and out on this rock I will build my ecclesia, my people with judicial governmental authority, not just in he- not just on earth. Look at this. Look at this. I want you to understand, man. You have a territory. But look at this." And the gates of Hades, or hell, shall not prevail or overcome it. The gates of hell. I want you to understand something, church. Let me help you, Ecclesia. Let me help you. Sin is passive, not active. The old thing about 40 years ago, I used to watch when I was a little boy, Flip Wilson, and he'd be, uh, what was his name, Uh, when he'd say the devil made me do it. Uh, Anybody remember that? Geraldine he'd dress up like Geraldine and he'd run his mouth about something he say, what they say you can't do that he say, the devil made me do it the devil made me do it I want you to realize the devil can't make you do anything because Jesus just tells us the gates of hell are passive God refers to sin and the gates as passive not active they're on the defense not the offense we're the ones that open up the doors and make sin active. We're the ones so easily beset by sin because we either put up with it or plan it, connive it, dive into it, and enjoy it, and then lie and say we didn't. Well, I just the way I was born, well, part of that is Part of it, there is some curse in there and some stuff, but you have authority to go into the throne room of God and break it off your life. I just have a problem with lust. Well, what gates are open? Eyes, ears, what are you looking at? What are you listening to? What's going on in your mind, the gate of your mind? What are you thinking? What are you dwelling on? What are you focused on? Because you have a creative force in your mind. You have a creative force. Is that greater is he who is in you than he is in the world. And when you begin to build that force on a negative thing, it produces negative results. When you build it on being rock solid in God, it produces God stuff. What are you? Quit making excuses. Be a big boy. Be a big girl. Man up. Woman up. And admit it. Sin besets you. Sin holds you back. Sin allows curses. to happen on your life sin keeps you from god's best and really even god's good sin is bad devil bad holiness good god good oh two people like that see when you get to heaven god's not going to be debating over you whether you were offended at your wife for 30 years what, what you'll be judged on, because that's the white throne judgment. when You get to heaven. You've already either born again and blood bought or not. When you get to heaven, you know what? You're He'll be judging on you, your works, based on the purpose He designed you before, when before the worlds even existed, when He purposed you, He predetermined and designed you beforehand, and He will judge you based on how well you lived out His purpose for you. You take your last breath. If you're a believer, you're born again. That's why I said, a lot of Christians live saved. They don't live called. See what I'm talking about? Well, that's just for the preacher. I don't have to live like that. <laughs> oh, you don't? That's just for the elders. I don't. Know. Who's the elders? Maybe they can, you know, they can live that. We can do this, and we can just ease in. No, 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 no most people ain't understand biblical structure and elders not a group of people gathered around a table elders are head the pastor of a church but anyway sometimes you can come to bible school and I'll teach you about it you are the government of God you are the legal judicial system of God in the earth that has authority to open up the gates of hell or the gates of heaven it's your choice he gave you the authority he gave you the power. Oh, let me end with this. Let me end, let me end with this. I'll show you. I'll prove you. He said, On this rock, I will build my church, and gates of hell shall not overcome it. I will give you the keys, represent authority, right, of the kingdom of heaven. What? Heaven? God's given me the authority of he- keys to heaven. Look at this. Whatsoever. You bind in earth, on earth, will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. The word binding there is the same word we have in our English language, and it's talking about a contract, a legal contract. If I just come into agreement with you, and we my business background, one of the things I'd want to know, is this a binding agreement? Because if it's a handshake, it's one thing, but if it's a binding agreement, then there's a legal precipice over it, and I have authority and the ability to have a greater case against you in court if you break the agreement or you do with me. It's a binding agreement. Whatsoever you bind, In heaven is bound on earth. Whatsoever you loose in heaven is loose on earth. Whatever you have a judicial right to bring a binding contract with, you have the authority to bring the goodness, the perfection, the righteousness, the holiness, the greatness, the salvation, the healing, the prosperity, the deliverance, all the good things, salvation. You have the ability to tap in your righteous standing and bring from heaven all the good things into this earth but you also have the authority to attach yourself, enthrall yourself, entangle yourself, and have a binding agreement with sin, death, and hell itself. Ooh, like the old saying, it can be a blessing or a cursing. Well, it doesn't just happen, it's what you choose. You have the authority and a judicial right to bind yourself to sin. And God will let you. You can bind yourself to the needle, to heroin. You can bind yourself to crack cocaine. You can bind yourself to adultery. You can bind yourself to fornication. You can bind yourself to offense. Because I have a right to be offended. Thank goodness Jesus didn't have that approach. You can bind yourself to unforgiveness. And when you bind yourself to that, what happens? You get the rewards of what you are in contract with. Well, I just don't know why my life's so miserable, your decisions. You the sum total today of every decision you've made. But really, a lot of times, it's not even your decision. It's your perspective of your decisions. Because a lot of things happen to you you really didn't have control of. And then you do a lot of other things because you feel you have a right to do them or think that way or be that way because you didn't have control over this other stuff. And the problem is you bound yourself to a state of being that is anti-anointing and anti-God. I know I'm so deep I'm stuck right now. i got to climb back out. i got you real deep. I'm going to bring you back up to where you can. You have the authority, man, to bind or loose sin. You have the authority to bind or loose your purpose. When you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, what you're doing is you are like Isaiah. You can go into the throne room of God with your words. Father, I come to you now, and I come into the courts of heaven to the advocate Son, my Lord, my Savior, Jesus Christ. His blood cries out and speaks for me. I confess my sin. I repent of my sin. You say, yeah, sin is just adultery and fornication. No, sin is not doing your purpose. Sin is lying. Sin is not listening to you. Sin is missing the mark, whatever the mark is. And if I miss your mark, that's just as much sin as adultery. Sin is sin. Missing the mark is missing the mark. And it all binds you to a life on this planet that's not good. Say, yeah, but bad things happen to great people. What did they do with them? They're called a martyr for a reason. So don't be so quick to put yourself in the martyr row until something good comes out of what you die for. So, we have the judicial right, the binding agreement to bind up good things and bad things. Look at this. And the loose to loose is also a legal term. And this is where we're going to pray. Dissolving an existing contract. You have the power when you're a child of God to go into the throne room of God. And bind up the blessings and favor of God because the blood speaks on your behalf and request that it come down and be in you and on you and you have the binding agreement of God also and the power and the authority to loose by the blood and break any contract you've assigned yourself to in this planet or anyone before you, your parents, your grandparents, or anyone else that's cursed you and bound you to some sin that they have. You have the authority to... dissolve any agreement or contract with the devil or anything that divides you from God so stop making excuses it's time to get sick and tired of being sick and tired it's time to say enough is enough it's time to stop putting your plan before your purpose